0: boom goes the dynamite.
1: Alright folks we are three weeks deep into the 2019 NFL season and gross. gross. Things are getting pretty awesome and we're here to talk about it. Welcome back to the SoCo Sports Show. I am the co-host Cody Michael and I'm joined as always by the host Seth Ott.
0: Yeah, things get awesome when you get deep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh that's uh, that's
0: nasty.
1: All right, Um, Quick show note for folks. Uh, As a really loud truck just went by my apartment. <laughs> um, as uh, listeners of the main show will know, we've recently switched our uh, our podcast hosting service to a, a site called Anchor. So you can look in the show description for uh, links to that show page. Make sure you're still subscribed uh, in the same place. Wherever it is you've been getting your podcast, you will still get this one in the same place, um, unless that place was SoundCloud. New episodes are not going to be posting to SoundCloud anymore. So... Um, if you want to switch over to Apple podcast or Google podcast, we're now on Spotify, which is awesome. Uh, so feel free to follow us there as well as a part of this new, uh, service, we are going to start having some ads for, uh, anchor and potentially some other services as well. So we can get a couple shekels out of this thing. Um, so, uh, before we jump into the show, I'm going to, I'm going to lead into uh, an ad for anchor right now. Here's that. All right, so you're going to start hearing uh, ads like that, and and potentially some more later on. We're, we, we won't inundate you too much with them, um, but uh, we're trying to get them ducats, so uh, we got to have <laughs> have a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of advertising on the show. Hopefully, you understand.
0: How many more synonyms for currency are you going to go with?
1: I don't know, but uh, I'll keep I'll keep going until I can't think of any more. So uh, for now, <laughs> though, and enough about enough about the podcast. Enough about. About <laughs> about greenbacks.
0: Uh, <laughs> that sounds like it's a little bit racist.
1: <laughs> oh no, I hope it's That's, not.
0: It sounds it sounds like what uh, someone would call a, a leprechaun if they're trying to be derogatory.
1: <laughs> uh, weigh in on Facebook and Twitter at Soko Pod and let me know if that is indeed uh, a word I should not be using. But um, <laughs> for now, though, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and recap week three. Uh, let's get into our game reviews. That just happened. That just happened. Did we win? Still love it, man. It's I gotta up. dance
0: for that now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm really nervous to do this in person. <laughs> I'll
1: have to close my eyes during that part. That's what she said. <laughs>
0: well, I always uh, have to do it with a shirt off, so
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I am uh I'm pretty excited, pretty excited <laughs> for that one. Oh, that's not the one I meant to hit. <laughs> that is. <laughs>
0: That is.
1: All right. Um, (laughs) Let's recap week three. So on the uh, pigskin pick'em front, we have had one additional uh, contestant add to the pigskin pick'em. If you want to join the pigskin pick'em, check out our link in the description box so you can pick against us. But Kyle Michael has joined the fight, my little brother, and uh, he's picking alongside us as well. Uh, For week three, I was the winner. I had eight correct games. Uh, Kyle and Seth tied with seven. Um, and us you did? You had a pretty good, uh, second half of the day after a rough, rough first. Very oh, you rough. know what? I have to, I have to rescind that. Actually, you had six correct. Ah, so bullocks. I had eight, Kyle seven, Seth six.
0: Oh, um, damn it. I guess you went so, the Galleons for that week.
1: Yep, I got the Galleons. <laughs> I gotta go to Gringotts with all of my, uh, all of my cheddar.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, so the first game from last week was the thursday night game and that game featured the jacksonville jaguars defeating the tennessee titans i had picked the jags you picked the titans and uh this game was a little bit of a surprise to a lot of people i think mo- more people than not were choosing the titans here but jacksonville gets the win 20 to 7 and <laughs> gardner Minshew became an overnight sensation Hell yeah! Uh, On social media, he performed well in primetime. Two hundred yards and a couple of scores in a game that was pretty boring. uh, It seems like he was the exciting thing about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Titans look terrible in this. Mariota goes for three hundred yards, but no touchdowns. Uh, Derrick Henry has forty-four yards and gets the only touchdown for the Titans. Uh, The receiving was pretty spread out amongst their guys. I I don't I don't have much to say about either of these teams because I I don't. I don't get the sense that either of them is a playoff team, but uh, I think the big news here is, is about quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. So, Seth, I want to know what's your level of belief in Gardner Minshew, A, and B, uh, it sounds like Tennessee may be moving off of Mariota. I want to know if you think that's the right move.
0: Well, uh, I, I actually, I like Gardner Minshew. He has a, he has, he's adding a little bit of spark to that offense, definitely more of a spark than they've had in the last few years. So I'm excited to see what he can do. They got a good, uh, good group of young receivers for him to throw to DJ shark has come on really strong. So I do like, I like, I like the Jaguars. I think that they're a team that good defense, uh good young quarterback. That's putting some uh, spark in that offense. Uh, I think they're going to be a, a middle of the road team as we, as we continue to go on here at this season. Um, the Titans are bad. I, I know you were pretty high on them early on. Mm-hmm. They're a bad they're a bad team. They are not good. Uh, Mari- Mariota, I've never been a believer in him. He's not a good quarterback. Watch one game with him, and you, you would know that he's not a good quarterback. Derrick Henry is a freak, but he can't do it all the time. Uh, they got lucky towards the end of the last season with him because he kind of came on strong and surprised some teams. Uh, he's not surprising teams anymore. He's still playing well, but he's not scoring you know three four touchdowns a game like he was last season and that's what they need from him in order to be successful Tannehill, you know he's a former first round pick just like mariota is but he's gone from miami for a reason and you know you've seen miami this year uh i you know it's being a former miami quarter starting quarterback is not a good thing so the titans are not a good team they need they need a real quarterback in there uh defense is fine but they're they're just not a good team so i don't see them doing much the rest of this year
1: I think for me, if I'm Tennessee, yeah, they don't have, I think, big aspirations for a Super Bowl. So I say, yeah, get Tannehill in there, get him some reps, um, and find out what you have. Uh, Take inventory of your quarterbacks, and then you can potentially figure out what you have to trade with um, later on. But. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what Tennessee does going forward. On the Jacksonville side, uh, I love DJ Shark Shark, uh, because I like to go DJ Shark whenever I see his name. Oh, God. And um, he has uh, really come on strong these first three weeks. So it's going to be exciting to see what he continues to do. Uh, Let's go to Indianapolis where the Colts hosted the Falcons uh, this past week. I picked the Colts and the two of you both picked the Falcons. Uh, Colts win this game 27-24, pretty good game at home, and uh, Jacoby Brissett has really come on and played well. He goes 28 Mm -hmm. for 37 in this game, 310 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Marlon Mack adds one on the ground. T.Y. Hilton has played extremely well. Uh, If you're in fantasy, he was a a total steal uh, in in late, late rounds, or later rounds than you expected to see him with luck, but... This team has not seemed to miss much of a beat with Jacoby Brissett. This is something, Seth, that you've been preaching all season, and I think Mm -hmm. I'm finally a believer in Brissett (laughs) and this Colts team. I think this is a legit team that has a threat to win that division. Yep. Um, On the Falcons' side, though, I I don't know. They're going to need to score a lot of points, and they appear to be doing that. Ryan goes for 300 yards, three scores. They add uh, 88 yards from Freeman on the ground. Julio Jones has a huge game. Um, this is a good offense but such a bad defense i think they're going to struggle to win enough games to stay competitive
0: yeah i agree with you on that um yeah I've, I've said a lot about the colts so i won't say much more other than i know they're getting banged up right now ty Hilton's a, a a weekly uh game time decision uh he, has always been and he's continuing to be he didn't he hasn't he didn't practice almost all last week and played he hasn't practiced this week so we'll see what that does he they need him for that offense they can't afford to have uh, miss players. I, I believe Marlon Mack is also banged up. Uh, same thing. He he was a questionable play, uh, uh, questionable for game time last week. He ended up playing again. his miss practice this week. So they can't afford injuries. Uh, that offensive line is really really good, but they do need uh, someone serviceable in the backfield. So and they do need a weapon on on, uh, on the receiving core. So we'll see what they do for this week. Um, the Falcons. They're same thing. Like they're just not. The offense is great, but they're just overall not a good team. They 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 need to figure something out in defense they can score as many points as they can but like the, the the Colts are a good defense like a better than average defense and they they put up 24 which is good but you know for, for the Falcons a couple years ago when they were making this when they're in the Super Bowl they still didn't have a good defense then but that offense was more explosive and I'd say arguably they have better weapons now than they did then so mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on with them I I I, I'm not a believer in them, really. Uh, I think the Colts, though, are a team to watch out for down the stretch, especially with the style of football they play.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're going to win some games this year. I, I definitely think that. Uh, let's go to Buffalo. All three of us picked the Bills, uh, and they won this game but did not cover the spread. So mm-hmm. we all missed that pick. Buffalo wins 21-17 over the Bengals, who are certifiably fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Andy Dalton has come way down on, off of his week one uh, huge game, but this Bengals team is 0 3. If there is a bright spot for this Bengals team, it's that Joe Mixon seems healthy. They got him pretty involved in this game, and as an owner of him on a fantasy team, I'm pretty <laughs> excited to see that. Um, but that game, that team stinks. Uh, I want to know, Seth, what you think of the Bills because they're 3 and 0. We'll talk later about what they're looking at this Sunday, which I think will be very telling. Uh, but right now, this is a 3-0 team. Yes, they've beaten the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. Not great teams. But they're doing it with really good defense. Josh Allen is, is, is I'll say he's been efficient. Uh, he's not lighting the world up. But what he adds with his legs has certainly brought a lot to this team. Um, and this is a Bills team that is really starting to believe in itself. And the NFL.com power rankings have this as the sixth best team in football right now. Do you think mm-hmm. that's overblown?
0: i do think it's overblown but i do believe in them i i, I do i think josh allen is he, he's an inconsistent quarterback but when he has a good throw there's not a there's not a better throw you know like there they it's a beautiful on the money pass but he just and he's gotten more consistent since last year um mm-hmm. uh, but uh in terms of of just being a, a an accurate thrower um he still makes he's not even really turning the ball over that much it's just sometimes he's completely off target most of the time he is on target though so uh accurate when he is accurate inaccurate very inaccurate when he is inaccurate um but he like you said he's a good runner too he makes up for it in that they got a, a good uh, a good uh young receiving core uh, John Brown is an experienced receiver, still pretty young, but he's he's uh, able to add a lot. Uh, a really good offensive line, a really good running game, even with Frank Gore back there being 50 years old, still running it. And like you said, a great defense. Uh, I think they're probably a top 10 defense in the NFL right now. Tredavious White is probably the best corner in the NFL right now. Uh, and if, if not one or two, that team I think is a legit team that's going to be, you know, they're going to come down a little bit. I think they're going to be closer to 500 than, you know, 16 and 0. Uh, but... I think they're going to definitely be a wild wild card contender by the end of the year. That that division's obviously already wrapped up. Um, with the Bengals, I don't even want to talk about them. They're not a good team. <laughs> I mean, their offense is good, really. I mean, they're, Andy Dalton's playing well. They got a really... They have one of the better young receiving cores in the NFL, but their offensive line is trash. Um, and unfortunately, Mixon and, and Bernard both have to do a lot to make up for how bad that offensive line is. Mm-hmm. And so... We've already seen this year, both both Mixon and Bernard have been banged up. Uh, Mixon almost missed a game, and in that game, he was bad. Um, and, and so that's going to be continuous thing this year, I think, is that they're going to have uh, on that line and uh, in the backfield, they're going to be banged up this year, and Dalton doesn't have time to throw. So uh, they're, they're, they're basically a, a moot point at, at this time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, the Dolphins fall to 0-3. Uh, they lose to Dallas 31-6. to All of us picked Dallas to cover the 21.5-point spread, and then they did it. So uh, that was a good uh, point for each of us. And Miami's a total mess. They're they're worth so little of our time. Uh, the most interesting thing they have going on is Josh Rosen is getting involved at quarterback, but he's, he played terribly too. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what the hell. There, there's not a lot of value on that team. The Cowboys, though, uh Dak goes uh for 246 and two scores he does have a pick I think his first of the season um and then you have Elliott for 125 yards Tony Pollard adds another 103 yards and a touchdown Amari Cooper has a big game Jason Witten's getting involved this is an offense that is I think very scary they have a great Mm -hmm. offensive line they're running the ball well Zeke has not missed a beat um and that receiving core is great. And Dak is at least doing enough. Uh, his numbers this week weren't as, as crazy, um, you know, overachieving as we saw in weeks one and two. But I think this is a legit threat. They're my favorite right now to win the NFC East. And um, they're going to get a home game in the playoffs and, and be really dangerous. Um, but this Dallas team doesn't seem to have a weakness to me. They're, they're playing well defensively as well. Um, and uh, the power rankings had them I want to say maybe number five, five or four, uh, and so uh, the NFL is is looking at this team as a threat too. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, we I think we talked about it last week. Even they're uh, got uh, a really great running game, really great offensive line, uh, a really good uh, receiving receiving core, and uh, Dak is playing. He he's doing what he needs to do. I mean, he's uh, I think he's between somewhere between like a a top 10 quarterback and a game manager type thing. You know, he's, he's definitely not a game manager because he's making really good throws, but he's also not, he doesn't have the arm talent of a, you know, Brady rivers, um you know Mahomes like those type of guys you know he he's in between i think he's in between there um you know if he didn't have the offensive line if he didn't have the time to throw like he does with having that offensive line um he wouldn't he would be probably closer to a bottom 20 quarterback i would bet but with the time he has to throw the receiving core that he has um you know he 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 does exactly what he needs to do and and a little bit more than he needs to so this team because they, they have the time of possession game and they have uh, the talent around them, they're going to be a threat. And like you said, I think they're going to win the division. The Dolphins, they're tanking for Tua at this point.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I would agree with you here. Here's another uh, another team that I think poses a real threat in the NFC. Uh, Green Bay wins at home 27-16 to over the Broncos. Uh, everybody picked Green Bay. The, the, the line was minus 7.5 and they did cover. So everybody got a point on this game. And the story is a lot like last week, where uh, Rodgers had a pretty pedestrian game. Uh, he was efficient, though. 29, 17 for 29, 235 and a touchdown, no turnovers. They get a couple rushing touchdowns from Aaron Jones. Um, and the defense just was really stifling. Uh, Flacco looked bad. No touchdowns, one pick. Phillip Lindsay did get two touchdowns on the ground. So you like seeing that, especially for fantasy. This Broncos team, I don't think is going to win many games, but this Green Bay team, I think will. It's a different type of Packers team than we've seen since Rodgers took over. Um, they're going to win games twenty to ten instead of forty to thirty five, and I think that makes them s- s- far more dangerous. And I love that NFC North. We'll talk more about the Bears and uh, Bears and the Vikings later, but uh, I-, I like this Packers team, and I think they're not putting as much on Rodgers' shoulders. Which is good for that team on to go forward. Um, so as much as I I really dislike the Packers because uh, I know too many other fans that that stink. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is a this is a legit team that is another one of those like the Cowboys that um, if they win a division and get a home game uh, are a real threat to take the NFC. Yeah,
0: those those Packer fans are a bunch of greenbacks. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no uh yeah i i mean i agree with everything you said there they're they i think they've been watching they they've been they, they've been really upset at wa- uh, at playing the vikings over the last couple of years because the vikings have i think i remember hearing last week uh they or i think over the last three years they're five and one against the packers which i was mm-hmm. surprised to hear that but um they they've they've been watching the uh they've been playing the vikings and and, be, and seeing that they've been beating them with a good running game and a good defense so uh they're they're trying to copy that and and so far they're 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 doing a good job at it uh both both their running backs jamal williams and aaron jones are have been studs uh the receiving core is still great Devonte adams marcus valdez gantling had a good game and, and rogers is making the the uh it's like you said it's not an all his sh- not all on his shoulders so uh if they they play this style of football they're still figuring things out on offense too you know the the lafleur t- uh, Typically is more of a of a, a throwing type of guy, but uh, they're really going with the uh, the run game and it's working for them. So as long as they can continue to do this and and do it with success, they're gonna they're gonna be a, a top team. I think. Um, I know their defense is super young too, so they're taking that model. Uh, the Broncos, yeah, they're gonna be you know a. Uh, a team that plays tough. I mean, all things considered, uh, this was only a, a nine-point game. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not that the Packers blew them out or anything like that. The, the Broncos are going to play tough. They still got a really good defense, a good running game. Uh, not a good, <laughs> not not a good quarterback. But even like Emmanuel Sanders had another good game too. So you know, it's uh, it's uh, the Broncos. There's not much to say about them. I think at this point they're going to be hanging around with teams, but they they just don't have the talent right now to to win those close games like they have in the past.
1: Mm -hmm. here's an interesting game we all picked Detroit um, because they were getting six and a half points against Philly and Detroit went ahead and won this game Mm 27-24 and um, this was it's a weird game the numbers don't make this look like a shootout but this was a close game all the way through and uh, Detroit ends up getting the win here one of the stories here the Eagles have a very depleted receiving core they had dealt with a lot of drops in this game. Potentially could have could have won this one, uh, but they end up losing. Uh, on the Lions' side, Stafford goes for only two hundred yards and a touchdown, and they didn't have much rushing. Um, but uh, Marvin Jones, uh, six catches for one hundred and one and a touchdown. I'd say was the top offensive player in this game. Uh, I, I want to play a, a quick round of of overreaction uh, overreaction from this game. Uh, I say, this isn't necessarily my stance, but I I pose to you the following uh, statement. Detroit is a real team that should be considered, uh, you know, among the contenders in that NFC North and Philly is bad and they will get run, the Cowboys will run away from them in the East and Philly is not as bad as we thought they were going to be coming into the year. What's your response to those statements?
0: um i i think that the lions are a good team i don't think they're a great team but i think they're a good team they they have all the pieces in place they got a good defense um i think that they're going to be a team that hangs around and plays tough and uh you know i think they're going to beat some of the teams in this division in the in the north i bet um the eagles i i've i think we talked off mike i don't think they're a very good team i mean they have uh, wentz has not looked great he really hasn't um I know you mentioned the receiving core is banged up, but that's part of it. Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson are both receivers that over the the history of their career have missed multiple games in a season. Some, uh, both have even been on, on IR before. Um, they're not healthy receivers. They they are always hurt. Um, they still have a good young receiving core with Nelson Aguilar, with J.J. Ar- Artega whiteside uh, Zach Ertz is still a stud. So they have talent throughout that receiving core that makes up for uh, some of the players they they missed. But um, with Carson Wentz not playing like Carson Wentz, that defense, that 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 secondary is garbage. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to be a team. I I think the Cowboys run away with it, honestly. I think they're going to be in hand with that division throughout the entire rest of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Tell me this. Do you agree? I, I think as I hear you talk about this, the Eagles look like the Packers that we're used to. Got a really talented quarterback, and it's all on his shoulders. They have no defensive help, and right now they're they're somewhat depleted on offense. But this team will go as far as Carson Wentz will take them, and mm-hmm. it doesn't look like he's up to the task this season.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, same thing with. But Wentz, Wentz, he's clearly. I mean, he's easily not not as talented as Rodgers. I think Wentz is mm-hmm. a good quarterback. I do, um, but he's not. You can't put it all on him. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, he had that one really good season, and then got hurt against the Rams. But Nick Foles was the quarterback for most of last season, or for a good chunk of last season, um, and the year before they they won the Super Bowl without Wentz. So you know, Wentz Wentz needs to be better, um, but he's not he's not as integral to the team as you know, like a Rodgers was. You know that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not still not completely sold on Wentz.
1: I am completely sold on Pat Mahomes. I think everybody <laughs> else is, too. Uh, wow, way Chiefs. to take a
0: bold statement.
1: <laughs> Chiefs win at home, 33-28 over the Ravens. Everybody picked the Chiefs in this game, but they did not cover the spread. So we all yeah, lost mother on this Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, which was really annoying because the Ravens uh, drew close with a very late touchdown. And uh, I bet game. on them. Yeah. <laughs> the game wasn't quite as close as the final score made it look, but... This Ravens team hung in there. Um they uh, they withstood the barrage of Patrick Mahomes' uh second quarter play. I heard a stat this week. Uh Patrick Mahomes in the second quarter alone this year has like 600 yards and like eight touchdowns or some shit just yeah. in the second quarter of these games. He goes he for 374 and three touchdowns on the day, which just it seems like he just sneezes and touchdowns fall out. It's not even surprising. Uh, so the AFC Offensive Player of the Week this week was Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Mahomes had more yards and more touchdowns than him, but that's just what we expect from him. Yeah. And so it doesn't even seem special anymore, but we're watching some some seriously historic awesome shit from mm-hmm. Mahomes. And uh, he gets them past the Ravens, who played well in parts of this game. Uh, Mark Ingram had a huge game, 100 yards and three scores on the ground. Uh, But Lamar Jackson was not consistent enough throughout this game to duel with Mahomes. They were just outclassed at quarterback, and I think that's what cost them this game. But the Ravens are still, I think, one of the great AFC teams, and I expect to see them in the playoffs. I I think this loss isn't a a big um, uh, black mark on their schedule because this is one of the top two, maybe one team in the league.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I completely agree. Like I, I've been hesitant to say anything about uh, the Ravens in terms of a positive light or you know where I see them in the league, but honestly, this game did prove a lot for me. I I'm much more of a believer in Jackson as a quarterback uh, after watching. I watched the the because I was very close to winning some money on this game. I was watching the end and I was hoping he wouldn't do anything and score a touchdown, but. Course he did, uh, hmm. but watching him on that that last drive uh, before you know when they scored the scored the touchdown in the end, uh, I'm a believer in Jackson. I, I am. I mean, I still don't think he's a great thrower, but he's improved, and, and he's he's dynamic of enough of a quarterback to. Uh, be able to keep defense as guessing now. Uh, whereas like last year, they just knew he was going to run every single down. <laughs> now he can attack people because he, he has weapons all over his offense uh, in the receiving core. He's got, he's shown he has enough arm talent to make the throws that he needs to make. And then he can run, you know, he, he can run at any time. He's uh, I think last week he was the fastest quarterback uh, on the, uh, uh, playing football in in terms of miles per hour uh, when he was running. So you know he's got speed. He's big. He's fast. He's got the arm talent. Uh, I, like you said, this team. I'm a, I'm much more of a believer. I think they're going to be uh, down the stretch. They're going to be tough. Chiefs. Uh, enough said. They're they're <laughs> awesome. I mean, and Patrick Mahomes is awesome. I mean, it's what he's doing is absolutely incredible. Um, he's doing it without one of the top three receivers in the league, uh, without Tyree Kill. Um, he's doing it with a bunch of young receivers and then Sammy Watkins. Um, he's still playing well and they're doing it without a running back. You know, all these running, McCoy is banged up. Uh, Damian Williams is banged up. They got Daryl Williams who's in there. Um, who's, you know, the third stringer is out there putting up a hundred yards uh, from scrimmage uh, between passing and running. So or uh, receiving and running is insane what they're doing. I mean, they have no defense, but it doesn't matter. Cause yeah. Who needs it? <laughs> they're going to score 50 points. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's crazy, and uh, we're definitely going to be seeing them uh, probably play in definitely in late January and potentially in February.
1: This is a Chiefs team that um, I heard uh, you know, and I think some, some folks that we know know that I'm, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd. I listen to his show a lot, and he drew an interesting comparison between the Chiefs and the Warriors in the NBA when they got good yeah. because uh, Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry. he's He's yep. just – Walking around, lofting up balls. He had a, the sickest play I saw all weekend. He throws off his back foot from the thirty to the corner of the end zone, and I think Demarcus Robinson hauls it in with one hand. And it was just mm-hmm. like a like a and one street ball version of a football play. <laughs> yeah. And he this is he's he's the Patriots are a better team, but Mahomes is so good that that doesn't mm-hmm. really seem to matter. Like yep. he's gonna come out there and hit 100 threes. And they're going to beat teams that potentially are better than them, even though the only one might be New England. But yep. Mahomes is crazy. He's got something like 1,200. He's on pace for 6,700 yards this year and, like, yeah. 55 touchdowns. It's stupid. Yep. <laughs> going to Minnesota, uh, you picked against the Vikings, as you as you sure tend did. to do. Um, Kyle and I, we took Minnesota, though, and they win this game um, and they cover over the Raiders. So sorry, 34-14 was the final uh minnesota over the raiders cousins only throws 21 passes in this game he has uh completes 15 of them for 174 and a touchdown which seems to be the formula for them the less Mm -hmm. he throws the better chance they have at winning dalvin cook is playing really well another 100 yard game plus a touchdown um the uh the receiving core of the vikings is great but you know they don't have a lot of value because they're not having to go to the to the pass Mm-hmm. um this 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 is this is the way the Vikings want to be winning games in my mm-hmm. opinion and they did that against an, an Oakland team that is uh I don't think a top half team but but not a laugher either uh compare him mm-hmm. to maybe maybe Denver um Derek Carr has a decent game 242 yards two touchdowns um Josh Jacobs had a, a little bit of a down game only 40 yards on the ground but Darren Waller
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: 13 catches 130 yards. Uh, from the tight end so they really like him um I think you know this isn't one of those games that makes me say oh the Vikings need to move up 10 spots in the power rankings but it's the kind of win you you wanted to see from Minnesota Mm -hmm. I would expect
0: yeah after after that um Green Bay game I I this that's a that's usually a turning point with the Vikings when they lose a game early on in the season especially a game that uh is close and is a kind of a tough loss uh they they tend to come out the next game and not play good again. <laughs> so uh, th- this was good to see. I was happy with this. And again, going back to that Green Bay game, uh, they fought to the very end in that game, too. So what I'm seeing out of the Vikings is different and also very positive. I'm happy about what I'm seeing. Uh, they Like you mentioned, Kirk Cousins only threw uh, 20 passes, and, and they ran the ball with both Cook, uh, who is crazy awesome right now and uh and madison so if they if they can if if they do this type of football in every game they got a good shot to win a lot of games Mm -hmm. um it's when it's when they have to start throwing that's when it becomes dangerous because we talked about their 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 uh pass blocking is atrocious but their run blocking i mean cook every time he gets the ball he's going six yards he's going seven yards and he's not being touched until that six seven yard spot so Uh, what what he's doing and what that line is doing when he's running is very impressive. They don't need to throw. And then that defense is being the Vikings defense. You know, we're seeing exactly what they have been. So I'm happy. I'm very happy with what I'm seeing. And if they continue this formula, um, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be an interesting game this week against the Bears. Um, The Raiders, yeah, you mentioned like they're, they're a middle, probably middle of the pack, less than middle of the pack team, but Josh Jacobs, I know, was hurt this game. He just didn't play because he he was he had this. I think he lost ten pounds this week because he was sick, Oops. and uh, yeah, and and he had a banged up quad too. So um, that explains that. But Darren Waller is, is he's the offense on that team. I mean, him Carr loves throwing to the tight end, and uh, that, that that's that was the only time they were moving the balls when they were throwing to Darren Waller. Uh, it was. Um, at the end of the first half, they scored a touchdown. At the end of the game, they scored a touchdown. So, that was, other than that, they couldn't do a thing. So, uh, but I think they're going to have better days. I think. I think they're going to be okay. You know, they're, they'll probably end up six and ten or so and play tough. But uh, this one was just a rough one for them.
1: It was a rough day for the Jets as well. The Jets just <laughs> f- fuck the Jets, dude. All three of us picked New England to cover the twenty-two and a half point spread, and they Some would us- have done it. And you put some, money on it, too?
0: Some of us put money on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't for those those meddling kids and that stupid dog, we all would have won. Because th- those the, the 14 points that the Jets score, the final score of this game is 30-14 to 14 in favor of the Patriots. The 14 points all came on the defense. Mm-hmm. It was a, a pick six and, I think, a fumble recovery. Uh, the Jets put up, as I see it here, 134 yards of total offense mm-hmm. in this game. They punted 10 times. And this is this is a great New England defense, um, and this is an NFL team. The Jets are. Uh, Luke Falk played terribly. Of course, he's the backup. Uh, Bell couldn't can, get anything going. The the Jets' offense just didn't show up. It didn't seem like.
0: Can we just can we just leave it at this? Uh, the Jets are good, <laughs> or the Jets are bad. The Patriots are good. That's I think that's all we need to say about this game. This game does not matter at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think that's a fair point. Here's one thing I will say: Jarrett Stidham. Who is the backup for the Patriots? He got some time in the fourth quarter, and it was his pick that went back. So it's that son of a bitch that owes us money. Fuck um, off! But Brady goes for three oh six and two scores. You just you have to expect that they're the best team in football. You're right. We don't need to talk much more about it. Yep. I do want to talk about this Buccaneers and Giants game. This ended up being one of the uh, really entertaining games um, in the late slate. Um, but this is one I think a lot of people are overreacting to, and I, I want to chill on that a little bit. Um, you and I both picked the Giants, and they were getting six and a half points here. Yeah, that's uh, too that too big of a so, spread. Yeah, that seemed like an easy spread. Um, Kyle took the, pa- uh, the the Buccaneers, but um, uh, New, New York didn't need the six and a half. They, they win this game by a point, 32-31. Uh, Tampa had a chance to win at the end, but blew a field goal uh, that would have won the game. Uh, Daniel Jones is the big story here, Seth. He goes for 336 yards, two touchdowns, adds two touchdowns on the ground on four carries for 28 yards, and this looked like a different Giants team. You and I both said this when we bet this game last week, that this kid has a chance to just put a spark and put some hope in this team, and it looks like he Mm -hmm. did that. This team played hard, and um, you know it remains to be seen. I'm not ready to annoy Daniel Jones as legit or a good quarterback or any of that stuff because they Mm -hmm. should have lost this game. The field goal that the Buccaneers missed was like a 35 yarder. And Mm -hmm. it's a shame because when Jameis Winston finally gets it together in this game, 380 yards, three touchdowns, Mike Evans absolutely fucking freaked out for eight catches, 190, and three scores. So the Tampa Bay offense finally gets it together and just can't (laughs) get the field goal at the end. Uh, It it seemed it it was a storybook day for Daniel Jones. Um, You know, great to see a kid get his first win like that. But uh, i am whole i am withholding on hype for the giants and daniel jones and mm-hmm. i still don't think tampa bay is a very good team so this was a fun game to watch i don't think i've learned much from it are you further down the daniel jones road than i am
0: um i think that he's going to put up a lot of numbers this year and the reason for that is that like you mentioned giants defense is bad uh you, you mentioned uh, mike evans torch do you know who he torched all week or all game it was
1: uh was it, uh, is it jenkins
0: janoris jenkins former ram yeah that's um, why they got also his ass. <laughs> also funny fact too yeah you remember tremaine johnson of course mm-hmm. uh jets paid him a shitload of money uh he's not even playing anymore he's he, he they benched him so oh yikes yeah so <laughs> but don't don't be a rams cornerback who leaves the rams we'll just say that <laughs> uh um but daniel jones though i mentioned earlier with the stat about lamar jackson the reason i knew that uh, Daniel Jones is he uh, he was the third fastest quarterback on the field on on Sunday so he was just behind Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson uh, last week so he's uh he, he's he's athletic as shit uh, that white boy from Duke because he can run <laughs> um but and that's what he's gonna have to do he's gonna have to uh sc- he's gonna have to scramble he's gonna have to run for yards he ran for two touchdowns this week and he's got a good arm I mean I saw I watched a lot of his his throws Uh, He's very accurate. Uh, He made a lot of good decisions. And, uh, I mean, he doesn't have much talent around him right now on that team. Evan Ingram went nuts. But Sterling Shepard is an okay receiver. um, And they're going to get Golden Tate here in a couple weeks, or maybe even this week. Um, So they do get a little talent back there. But uh, can you imagine, you know, maybe if they had Odell Beckham still, what maybe they could do? You know? Could be a threat. Uh, On offense but yeah the the defense is bad he's gonna have to throw a lot he's gonna put up numbers he's probably gonna go through some you know those rookie pains but at the end of the day you know if that if Eli was playing in this game it probably would have been you know uh 31 to 17 Mm -hmm. uh he's Daniel Jones is adding something to this offense so uh, like like you said I'm not ready to say he's a great quarterback by any means uh but he's definitely better than Eli and I think he's gonna make the Giants a team that is gonna start putting up some points against some teams
1: yeah, uh, big news, too, for the Giants. Saquon Barkley goes down uh, with a high ankle injury. He's going to miss four to six mm-hmm. weeks, but I think what they're most, getting in Jones, I, I don't think they're terribly worried. I think this offense, No. Um, obviously he's a huge talent, but this offense is yeah. still going to score some points.
0: Most of that game was without Saquon. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously having Saquon would be huge because he's probably the best receiving back in the NFL, too. So, um, you know, if they had him, then that would be great. And I think... He, Jones will put up even more numbers, but without him, I think they'll be just fine. Uh, the Bucks, yeah, they're a bad team. Uh, Their they're, 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 uh, defense is atrocious. I mean, they put up some numbers on offense, like you said, but uh, Jameis Winston is the epitome of inconsistent, and so I that team from week to week, they might surprise a team or two by putting up a bunch of points, but the next week, they're probably going to put up 13, so you can't trust anything they do. Um, also, what's funny, uh, you mentioned the, the missed kick. That team, I didn't realize they've been. Uh, I think they've been through something like fourteen kickers since 2009, mm-hmm. and and uh, they. The reason you don't realize that is that they, um, they, they haven't been in high profile situations where they need to kick field goals to win. They just haven't been good in like 15 years. So <laughs> you look at a team like the Vikings, who a lot of people know, or or the Bears, who who've had kicking woes over the last few years. It's just because they've been in more high-profile games and have lost game big games because of kickers. So the the Bucks need some good luck in the kicking department. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's the state of both those teams moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I picked Arizona plus two and a half over the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers, and a frustrating game if you're a better because uh, some kid named Kyle Allen shows up and balls out on the Arizona defense. Uh, 19 for 26, 261 and four scores. Uh, Christian McCaffrey freaks the hell out like he always does, 150 yards and a touchdown on the ground, plus another 35 yards through the air. Um, this, car- this Cardinal defense is bad. I'm pretty sure I could throw you a touchdown pass against the Arizona Cardinals defense. <laughs> um, but Kyler Murray also struggles in this game, uh, turns it over twice. Um, 30 of 43 passing for 173 yards, two scores, two picks. Um, They didn't get much out of the running game here. Uh, I don't know. I I think Kyler Murray will see better days, but I don't know if he's going Mm -hmm. to this season. There's just not really much around him. On the Panthers' side, though, uh, a lot of talk about Kyle Allen being, you know, even after Cam comes back from his injury, potentially keeping Kyle Allen as a starter. What do you think about Allen and his performance Sunday and whether or not they should be seriously considering replacing Cam?
0: i like him i I do like him. i know he came in last year for a game a game or two and and did exactly what he did on sunday uh which is light of the world uh you know so he he he, i think he honestly he's probably a better fit for that offense he's a better thrower than cam uh the thing about cam is that he just can create plays and he has got a cannon for an arm so he can chuck it deep but in terms of accuracy and and uh, decision making uh, i think kyle allen's a better player a better quarterback um it, with that team in general, I mean that I'm still kind of wait and see mode. Cause if Kyle Allen does it again, the next week or two uh, I, you know, it might be time for cam to sit. And, and if this team is succeeding with Kyle Allen, they got talent everywhere on that team. So if that offense can start humming uh, with, with Kyle Allen, I'd like to see him continue to do it. Uh, the Cardinals, like you said, I think they will be a better team in a couple of years. I think I, I do believe in Kyler. I think he's, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. They just do desperately need an offensive line they they have the worst i think i think Kyler murray murray has been the most pressured quarterback in the nfl this year and uh he hasn't even really run that much because he probably doesn't have a lot of room to behind that offensive line so Mm -hmm. they they need a line for him but once they do get some pieces there on offensive line on that offensive line um they got a good good young receiving core and then a veteran and larry fitzgerald as well Uh, one of the best running backs in the nfl and david johnson uh they need, need offensive line and a defense and i think they'll be okay
1: Seattle made all of us look really stupid. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had them as touchdown favorites over the visiting Saints. All three of us picked Seattle. And the Saints came out and absolutely shelled them. Uh, They Mm -hmm. got help on defense and special teams. They had a punt return touchdown and a fumble recovery touchdown. But uh, Bridgewater comes in. He's a tight, efficient, 177 yards, two touchdowns. uh, Gets a huge day from Alvin Kamara. And a serviceable day by the defense. This game ends uh, 33-27 in favor of the Saints, but it was not that close. Uh, mm-hmm. the C- Seattle hung 20 points in the fourth, trying to climb back into it. And Russell Wilson had to put the ball in the air. He goes for 400 yards and two touchdowns. That guy's a stud. Yeah. Um, they had some struggles running the ball, but uh, Russ, Russ Wilson uh, runs two touchdowns in. Uh, on a total of 50 yards. Tyler Lockett has a huge game. He's a legit starting wide receiver in this league. 11 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. I I I don't know that I learned a lot about these teams. I think the Seahawks, you know, they got just a barrage early with a couple special teams and defensive touchdowns. Um, I don't think this team is is that much worse than the Saints as it may have looked early in this one. For the Saints, I think you have to be optimistic because – this offense played really well without Bridgewater. They get some help from other parts of the team, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about them just trying to go five and or 500 with Breeze out. Uh, they have a chance to do better than that because this is a good team, mm-hmm. uh, even outside the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with that. I think Teddy's in a good spot. I mean, this is this is uh, you know having watched a few years of Teddy play football, um, he's doing he's doing what he did. I mean, he's playing efficient football. He's not turning it over. He 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 makes good decisions. He just doesn't have all the arm talent um, to to you know light up the world. But uh, efficient quarterback, uh, as good at you know in the middle of the field, uh, doesn't doesn't make mistake, a lot of mistakes. So I think if he can continue to do that, uh, they can continue to run the ball like they have been doing, uh, and uh, and play decent defense. I think the Saints are going to be just fine uh, until Breeze gets back. Uh, the Seahawks, I've talked about it a couple of times. I don't think they're a particularly good team. Uh, I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson. If there's one quarterback I want to have on my team, if I'm starting a team, it's probably Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do everything, and he can do it very, very well. Uh, and he's a great leader. That being said, um, every year since the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, they continue to lose talent, uh, whether it be retirement or trades or you know going to other teams. Uh, and, but Russell Wilson's has been able to kind of uh, plug the plug the dam with some with chewing gum basically with his talent <laughs> but that the, the chewing gum is getting old and those holes are getting bigger and uh, that defense has gone from being great to good to being bad to just straight up bad and that Russell Wilson can only do so much i mean you know he they gave up 33 points against Teddy Bridgewater's team and, and i know there's a lot of other factors in there like said defensive touchdowns that being said but the, the the talent of, of Russell Wilson can only go so far. So I don't know what that team's going to end up looking like. They're going to win games uh, because of him, but they're also going to lose games because of that defense. So I think they're going to be a 500 team by the end of the year.
1: We'll see. I, I'm, I'm still pretty optimistic on Seattle. Uh, they have a pretty high-profile game next week, Thursday night, against the Rams that I think will be pretty telling. Um, but uh, let's, let's move forward to uh, another NFC West team, San Francisco 49ers go to 3-0. We all pick them to win this game, and they do, but they don't cover the touchdown spread. Uh, they beat the Steelers 24-20. to uh, And I – your feeling on Seattle is my feeling on San Francisco. I don't think this is a good team. Uh, they 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 had five takeaways in this game. Uh, the Steelers had five turnovers in this game, and you only win 24-20? to Like – I I guess I don't I don't know like a good team should have won this game by 30 points if you get five turnovers, um, they did run the ball well. Raheem Moster and Matt Breida uh, both had pretty good games. Jeff Wilson adds two touchdowns. Uh, Garoppolo though uh, you know 23 for 30, 32 277 yards a touchdown but two picks so he's he's played well at times but not super consistent, um, and this Steelers team stinks man. Mason Rudolph was not great in this game. He goes for 174 and two touchdowns, but also a pick. Um, and they didn't get much out of the running game. It, it just was not – the Steelers look like a bad football team. There, there are bad games. This looks like a bad team to me. I think mm-hmm. I think the Giants would beat this team if they played tomorrow.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and I, I'm just – I'm not there yet on San Francisco to start taking them seriously. I'm going to have to wait and see, you know, until they – play a team I respect a little more to decide whether they're a threat, but they are three and zero.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if uh, people are saying that the, the 49ers are good. Like they are saying the Seahawks though. So I think there's a difference Fair. there. I um, I mean, I think most people are in the camp where you are and, and that's, you know, where I am too right now. It's uh, you know, the 49ers are looking okay. I mean, they've looked good. They've looked better in the past couple of games. Um, you know, they got lucky with some plays this week. The, the they have a good running game. I, I mean, they're they're putting up a lot of numbers with guys like Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I mean, <laughs> you, if, if you saw if you saw their <laughs> I was gonna say if you saw their name on like uh, the the executive producer credits of a movie, you'd be like, oh yeah, that fits. But uh, <laughs> you wouldn't call them NFL running backs. But uh, you know, they, they're putting up good numbers there. Um, like you said, Grappolo has been. I'm gonna say Jimmy G because I can't say that name. Jimmy G has been uh, pretty inconsistent. Uh, the week last week he looked great, uh, and then this week he thrown picks and against a against a secondary in Pittsburgh that's not great. So uh, yeah, I, I think both these teams are. We'll see about this with the Steelers in terms of how it goes moving forward. I mean, this is Mason Mason Rudolph's first full week as the starter. You know, I I, I tend to think that. With the talent that, that the Steelers do have to an extent, I think there there will be some better days for them. They're I they're not going to be a playoff team. I think that's clear to see. But I also think that there's enough talent on that team that they're gonna be you know play play tough. Uh, I don't think they're gonna get blown out every game. Uh, that being said, though, like with with the Niners, uh, they're playing the type of football like we've been talking about, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of a resurgence with that, with playing good defense and and running running the ball well. The Niners have played good defense. Uh, overall, But uh, like you said, they haven't played many teams either. So, uh, you know, once they get a good matchup, someone, you know, get, like the Rams, uh, I think that'll be more telling. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wait and see on the on the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting and see on these next couple teams too. Uh, the Chargers and Texans. And uh, you and I both had the Chargers in this game, minus 3.5. But Kyle – oh, sorry, me and Kyle had no. the Chargers. You picked the I Texans the Texan. in this game. Uh, Houston wins this game 27-20. In L.A., Uh, Sean Watson goes for 350 and three scores. He's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, as I mentioned before. Uh, Carlos Hyde adds a touchdown on the ground. Um, And then on the Chargers side of things, Rivers goes for 318 and two scores, uh, but they did not have the success on the ground that they've been having so far this year, and so they only hang 20 points. They lose to the Texans. Chargers and Texans are two very similar teams to me. I think they have obvious weaknesses and Uh are not in the top echelon of teams, but maybe that second tier where they're going to win some games. They're going to beat some good teams, um, but uh, certainly not world beaters. They're going to have to work hard for the Ws that they do get. Um, I think the Chargers have obviously taken a step back from last season. Um, They are, we just found out today, going to get Melvin Gordon back. He's going to report to practice. We'll see what he adds to the offense, specifically on the ground game. Um, But on the Texans side of things, Deshaun Watson's looking great, but they can't keep him off the ground. Uh, he's, He's still getting brutalized back there. If he can stay healthy, though, this team seems like a threat. But these are two teams that I have my eye on with an eyebrow raised in the AFC. We'll see what kind of threat they are down the stretch. But I, I don't think I've seen enough to make a complete assessment of either of you.
0: Uh, no, I, I'm more of a believer in the in the Texans than in the Chargers at this point. I think the mm. Chargers have just played uh, – to, they played to the like you, you talk about teams that play to the level of their competition they play like a, a like a one step down to the level of their competition it feels like um you know losing to uh to the lions and and losing to the texans like i think the texans are a good team but that defense is atrocious um that offense is great uh but the defense is atrocious you think a team like the chargers who have a bunch of weapons who have philip rivers who last year were an explosive offense would put up more than 20 points against them You know, uh, you'd think this one should be a shootout, but didn't end up really being that way. Uh, You know, I I would expect in a a game like that, the Chargers put up at least probably 27, like the Texans did or 30. But, you know, last year they probably would have. But for some reason, they're just not gelling right now. And I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, The Texans, though, like you said, I mean, Watson needs to (laughs) to stay healthy. They need to find some help for him uh, in the offensive line. But you also look, too, like their running game has been some more surprising. Carlos Hyde has played pretty well. Um, they they have troubles on defense. Watt's still playing well. They're getting some pressure on the quarterback, but teams can throw on them all day. So we'll see what happens with the Texans. I'm more of a believer in them, especially in the division they're in. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think either of these teams are really, you know, contenders for the AFC crown this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am willing to confidently say that the Browns are also not contenders for the <laughs> AFC crown here. Because um, you know what the thing is, Seth? Do you know what losers do? Lose. Losers lose. That is exactly fucking right. <laughs> and and I don't care. They don't that get they coffee. Have, I don't care about yeah. And then they go get me coffee. The no, don't I don't get care coffee. how fucking nice your watch is, or that you have OBJ, or that everyone from LSU is on your team, or that Baker's fucking hot and cool and and cocky and all that stuff. This is a losing culture, and losers always find a way to lose. And Freddie Kitchens helped them do that this week. They had a chance to beat this Rams team. And they pissed it down their leg. Uh, They had a really questionable fourth down and nine call uh, late in the game. And then they had four chances from inside the five to score in the final minute and tie this game up. They go with four passes and uh, the final one gets picked to seal the Rams victory. Um, I fucking hate this Cleveland team. There was a time when I was like, oh yeah, we'll see. Cleveland could be exciting and fun. And I don't know what caused it, but I've come all the way around to, I hate this team. I want them to lose every game. I don't know what it is. Oh, wow. But uh, for the Rams, again, it's the same thing we've been talking about the Rams. The Rams are not playing to the mm-hmm. best of their ability, but they're winning games. And to me, as a Rams mm-hmm. fan, that's a great sign because they're going to continue to get better as the season goes on. I think Goff still has some settling in to do. Uh, he throws for 268 and two scores here, but also two picks. Um, and they're they're not getting as much out of the run game as they would hope. Gurley only 43 Rushing yards yeah. in this on, on 14 carries, but the receiving core has been awesome. Cooks and Cup both go over 100 yards in this game. Cooper Cup is a legit stud, um, and and a, a serious weapon on this team. Um, and I don't with the Rams, yeah, they've got uh, they've got more of a, a test not this week, but next uh, when they uh, they have Seattle. But um, this is a team that I, I'm glad that they're winning games while they're figuring some things out. On offense, but they're gonna need to start figuring those stuff, those things out before they uh, start meeting some serious uh, opponents. If I have to shine a light on something good on the Browns, I really like this Nick Chubb guy. Uh, he runs the ball hard. He had twenty, uh, sorry, ninety six yards mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, and probably should have gotten a handoff in the final minute to tie it up. But uh, I don't know. Fuck the Browns, dude. Uh, but I, this Rams team, I'm I'm still optimistic, but I'm starting to say, let's let's get it together, Rams. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. It's, I mean, I think something is probably seriously wrong with Gurley. Um, I, you know, he's he's lost. He's clearly lost a step. He doesn't look as explosive as he has. He's not involved in the passing game whatsoever, which that's been a huge strength of his in the past. And so that to me, if he's he's not even getting looks right now in the passing game, to me that means there is there's something going on with his his health. Uh, definitely in in his knee, and he's had knee problems in the past. So. Uh, luckily they have a guy in malcolm brown who's a very talented uh backup and could be a starter with a lot of teams so Mm -hmm. um you know but todd Gurley added a level of unpredictability to that offense when he was being todd Gurley, the mvp the the stud for those couple years he added something to that offense that allowed them to hit more play action and to open up the passing game more and they're still playing well the passing game but you know last year uh, goff wasn't throwing two picks a game you know he was thrown for three three touchdowns because these plays are wide open um, so they are relying more on cooper cup who's awesome uh, but you're really seeing how awesome he is because the running game is is bad right now mm-hmm. um, and so or at least Gurley is bad you know he, he Gurley is not that he doesn't get that same attention that he used to so i don't know if this something is in terms i don't know if it's something that's needs that can be really be fixed I think this is maybe just the type of ball they have to play this year. They're mm-hmm. not going to be blowing teams out, you know, like they were last year. They're going to be closer games. They're going to have to rely more on that defense and rely more on Goff. So, you know, I, I still think the Rams are one of the top in the NFC. They're probably the top two or three teams still, but I, I don't see them as this, you know, powerhouse like they that like they were. I think they are a vulnerable and beatable team uh, that they that they weren't last year. The Browns, like you said. Uh, you know, Baker has not looked good. Like you said, Nick Chubb, great running back. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good find for them in the second round last year. Um, still a good offensive line, like a decent line that that is able to... I mean, like you said, Nick Chubb's running well, but he's also having to do a lot on his own, too. Uh, the defense has actually played well, too. They have some good young uh, cornerbacks. I know this week, too, they were missing Ward, who's, again, a top 10-ish cornerback in the NFL. Um, so... They're playing well on defense, but that offense is not clicking like it should be. So, I yeah, they're, they're not going to be a you know playoff team. And I didn't really think they were a playoff team coming in. Maybe a wild card they were going to fight for, but at this point, no. So uh, the Browns, uh, definitely the hype train went too, went too far on them. I don't see them doing much here the rest of the season. Maybe maybe if they're lucky, get 7-9.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road. They have a really tough early season schedule, but it gets easier late. So we'll see how they finish up. Uh, you mentioned that Rams defense briefly, and, and you're right. They were a highlight of this game. They've been great this season. Aaron Donald uh, was all over the field. You could just watch his highlights, and it's he was so impressive on Sunday night. Uh, and I agree. I think this is a team that's going to – they'll win games. They're going to have to do it a different way than they did last year. Um, and I have confidence that McVeigh will find a way to do that. So uh, we'll see how this Rams team looks uh, later in the year. The last game of the week, Monday night football. The Bears win – in a shellacking of the Redskins, which was a surprise to us. You and I both picked the Redskins uh, plus four and a half points to win this one. Kyle correctly had the Bears, but the Bears' defense was all over the Redskins. They pick off Case Keenum three times. Uh, we started to hear chants of Dwayne Haskins in the stands. Um, and Keenum, I don't know if they're there yet. I, I still like Keenum as a starting quarterback, um, but uh, – this, they, they had yards in this game but just could not uh could not complete drives and get touchdowns the Bears get some help from the defense they had a defensive touchdown but Trubisky finally puts a decent game together 231 yards three scores they did have one pick uh David Montgomery is is there starting running back now the Iowa Stater who we like to see um it, are the Bears starting to find some momentum here two straight wins do you think they're they're closer to the form last year um and, and that you know they're they're we should take them more seriously than we did after the week one loss to Green Bay?
0: Uh, no. Uh, and, and I think the reason why is that, like you mentioned, I the, the, uh, they had a defensive touchdown and they, Trubisky was better, but he still didn't look good. And they can't get the running game going. Um, The defense is really that, that they're saving grace of this team. And the defense is, a, is just as good as it was last year, but I, I I'm not a believer in Trubisky at all. He's taken a step back. Most, most times if you have a quarterback, that's going to be good from year two to year three. It's a big year. Uh, and for Trubisky, it's not, it, he took a step back. He's, he's looking worse and I, I don't believe in him. I don't believe in that offense. Uh, I think the Redskins are a dumpster fire of a team. And so they were able to score a bunch of points on him because they're, they're, they're easily the worst team they faced this year. Um, you know i i think that this week against the vikings i mean it's gonna be a close game um but i i i think that it's gonna be a much much more representative for trubisky for the the, i think the rest of the year basically we're gonna see him maybe 200 yards touchdown or two a pick maybe a fumble like he's not trubisky is not a super bowl winning quarterback so you know i i i don't think they're a great team uh the redskins like i said good dumpster fire um they got a good young receiver though in Terry McLaurin Keenum still you know even though he's making mistakes he's still putting up numbers uh I like I said I don't think it's time for Haskins yet because I think if he comes in now that's a that's a recipe for for uh, failure and a recipe for uh having him be out of the league in a couple years (laughs) so Mm uh you know give him some time let him learn um you know they they lost Darius uh, Darius Geis early in the year he's a talented young running back they uh they're always hurt the Redskins are um, but the, the, this year is going to be a lost year for them when it comes down to it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, that's it for our week two, or sorry, week three uh, recaps. We're going to move forward to week four now, and uh, a couple teams on by this week. Uh, the Panthers and Redskins are sitting this one out, uh, but we have 15 games to pick. So let's run them down. We're going to start with our Thursday night game, which you, the listener, has already seen. So we got to do a little time travel so we can pick this uh, this game that's already happened. I'ma back in time.
0: We're going. We don't need
1: roads. I love this uh, Thursday night matchup here. We talked earlier about how the Eagles are a similar team to some Packers teams that we remembered, and that's our matchup. Uh, Green Bay is at home against the Eagles, and Green Bay is favored by four and a half points. I'm really liking what I see out of this Eagles team, or sorry, this Packers team. I think the Eagles are trending in the wrong direction. Uh, I take the Packers to cover this and more. Uh, I think this is a this is a game they'll have in hand early and win by a couple scores.
0: I agree. I, I have the Packers with the spread uh, four and a half. But I believe this is a different. I, I believe this is a Rodgers game. Uh, the Eagles, for as bad as they are uh, in the secondary, um, they are about the other side of that on on and uh, the front seven in terms of uh, defending the run. They they have not given up. Uh, many yards at all on the ground. I think this is gonna be a game where <laughs> Rodgers and Wentz are just chucking it. Uh, so I see this being a, a high-scoring game. But when you have Aaron Rodgers in a high-scoring game, he's got a. I think he's got a, a younger and more talented receiving core. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, Jeffrey fan. Um, and uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson is good about half of his games. So uh, I, th- I say when you have the better quarterback, the better offense. Uh, give me the. Give me the. Uh, give me the Packers in that one, at home. I
1: dig it. The spread is the same in the Falcons and Titans matchup. Atlanta's the home team and are favored by four and a half points. And this is a tricky game for me because I think both of these teams stink. Um, But I made my pick based on the fact that Atlanta has a good defense. I think they'll score points in this game. And even though Atlanta's defense is terrible, the Titans' offense is as well. So I'm going to take the Falcons to win this one at home by a touchdown.
0: Um. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I I think the Titans are bad. Falcons are bad,
1: but not as bad. (laughs) Uh, Both teams trying to get to 500 with a win on this one. Uh, We go to – this is a game – this might be the game that I'm most interested in this week. Uh, It's the Patriots going to the Buffalo Bills. This is a 3-0 Bills team that really believes in itself. It's a home game against the Patriots. So if you own uh, a table shop in Buffalo – basically break out all your fucking inventory because every table in the New York state is going to get broken this weekend. Um, The Bills are getting seven and a half points at home in this game. I love the Patriots, Seth, but that's too much. I have to take Bills and the points here. Do you think it's going to be close?
0: I'm I'm doing it too. That's that's what I'm going with too. I I think this is going to be a close one. I think the Bills are as motivated as they've been in the last probably two decades uh, to to, uh, to play this game. So uh, yeah, give me the bills and in a close one and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck out a win here.
1: Ooh, I like that one. Um, we'll see this I'm actually really pumped to watch that game. so we'll see how it goes. That's your um that's your um, your early game on CBS uh, probably in a lot of markets. Um, let's see here. The Browns are going to Baltimore where the Ravens are six and a half point favorites. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, I hate the Browns uh, and I'm going to bet against them this week. Uh, I think, I think Baltimore covers this touchdown spread at home and um, you see them get kind of back to the form that they were in a couple weeks ago before they had to go against chiefs.
0: I agree.
1: I like it. Smart man. (laughs) Speaking Mm -hmm. of the chiefs, they're going to the lions and this is a real test for this lions team who, you know, is flirting with the idea of being a contender. They're getting six and a half points at home and again, I, I don't really believe in the Lions to win this game, but that's too much. I gotta take the touchdown. I think the Lions keep it close enough. I think they maybe lose uh, you know, like a twenty seven, twenty one game, something along those lines.
0: Uh I'm gonna go on the opposite on this one. I think the Chiefs uh go in there and put up a bunch of points. Uh I I think that you're gonna hear a lot of the a lot of oohs and ahs in, in uh Ford Field because they're gonna see an offense they haven't seen in uh in a long time.
1: <laughs> that's uh I I think um Not unlikely. (laughs) I don't blame you for (laughs) picking that one. Um, Let's go to Indianapolis. The Colts are six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Raiders. And I am a believer in this Colts team. I have fully come around on them. But I'm also a a little bit of a believer in this Oakland team, and they're getting a touchdown here. I'm going to take those points and and pick the Raiders here. Again, I don't know that they win the game, um, but I think they're going to keep it close.
0: Yep, I agree with you on that one. Uh, the Colts have not uh, have not um, won by by more than three points this this year. So I, I believe that that's just the type of style they play. They play close. They play uh, uh, low scoring, and uh, I, I think that uh, the Raiders play kind of a similar type of ball. So I, I think this will be a, a close game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Raiders with the spread.
1: I like it. Uh, the Chargers are going to Miami presumably to whoop up on the dolphins Uh, the spread here the dolphins are getting 16 and a half points uh you know what the gambler's fallacy is seth what's that gambler's fallacy is uh for example if you're playing roulette and uh it's red uh, like five times in a row and you're like oh there has to be a black coming up there's been five reds in a row well that's a fallacy the likelihood is the same. In every spin, it's 50-50. You're not more likely to get red or black because Mm -hmm. there was just a bunch of reds. Um, I'm going to fall victim to the gambler's fallacy this week. I I have to assume that Miami is capable of scoring a touchdown. (laughs) And I think they will do that in this game. I think that if they can score seven or ten points plus the 16 and a half I'm getting on this bet, Mm -hmm. I think think that the Chargers won't cover. Of course, give me them to win, but I'm taking Miami plus 16 and a half.
0: I, I agree. Um, I just don't think that uh, the Chargers are as good of a team that the, that the uh, Dolphins have played. Uh, I don't. They, they just haven't been able to put up the type of points this year uh, that they have in the past. So um, I think that it's going to be a little bit closer than 16 and a half. I'm going to go with the, the spread on that one.
1: I like it. Uh, we go to New York. If you had asked me to pick this game four days ago, uh, I would have taken the Redskins uh, plus three and a half points. But this Giants team just comes off a big win. They're ready to rock. Um, another week with Jones uh, as the starter in practice. I think the Giants will cover this three and a half point spread over the Redskins.
0: I agree. I think that, uh, I think that Daniel Jones has added a little spark to that offense and they're going to be able to put up points. And I think that's going to, that's going to spell a a little bit of a disaster for the terrible, terrible Redskins defense.
1: (laughs) This, this next one is a game that I, I've gone back and forth on this pick. It's, it's the Panthers and the Texans. This game will be played in Houston uh, the Texans are favored by four and a half points. Again, if you asked me to pick this game a week ago, I, I, it would, I would have an easy time taking the Texans. But the way that this kid is playing for the Panthers, I think the Panthers will score points. I think this is a shootout. And I am going to take Houston. I, I, I'm going to take them to cover this four and a half point spread, but I'm not super confident in it. Are you, are you agreeing with me or are you going to take the points?
0: I'm taking the points. I'm going with the Panthers uh, I like the Panthers to keep it close and again maybe even squeak out a win in this one I, I we'll see if Kyle Allen can uh, do it once again and and uh, add some life to the Panthers
1: we shall see um, and, and to me the easiest pick of the week uh, the Rams are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, the spread here is nine and a half points so if you're going to uh, eat those, then you have to assume the Rams are gonna f- gonna have a little bit better of an offensive showing than they have lately. I have faith that they will because, as we've discussed, Tampa Bay's defense is atrocious in the back end. So mm. give me the Rams to cover the 10 point spread.
0: I agree. Uh, I agree with that one. Um, I I also think this is probably gonna be a down down game for the Bucks in terms of their offense. So you know, even if even if it's, uh, you know, the Rams don't have the typical offense, you know, if they don't get it together, uh, I still believe that, you know, if they win, it's going to be, you know, 20 to 10 or something like that. So um, I just don't see the Bucks putting up a bunch of points against the Rams.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, NFC West matchup here. Seattle travels to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Seattle is four and a half point favorites here. Um, and... I- this was a tough one, but I ended up saying uh, that I'm going to take Seattle. I think they cover the spread here. A little bit of a bounce back game for that offense, um, and we'll see what Murray does. But I'm going I'm to take Seahawks by a touchdown here.
0: I am too, but I, I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a believer in the Seahawks, but also the Cardinals are just that bad, especially on defense. That you know, I think this is a game where uh, the talent of Russell Wilson will propel the Seahawks into looking like they're playing a really good game. And they will. Um, I just, when it comes to actual talented teams, that's where I don't think the Seahawks are going to play as well against. So, um, gimme yeah, definitely give me the the, uh, the Seahawks by at least, uh, at least four and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably the best game of the late slate. Uh, the Vikings are going to Chicago. The Bears are two and a half point favorites here. And man, this is straight down the middle for me. I, I cannot wait to watch this game. I think these teams match up wonderfully. Um, so I had to give the slight edge to the home team uh, and take the Bears by a field goal here. I know you like picking against the Vikings. I, I do think this is a game that they could win. Um, are, are you picking them?
0: No, nope, I'm going with the Bears. Two and a half points at home. <laughs> yep. I think this. I think this will probably be a. I'm definitely picking the under in this one. I think it's going to be a uh, 14-17 game, something like that, where it's you know very low scoring, uh, maybe a couple touchdowns or a bunch of field goals. Uh, but whoever wins, it's going to be a very close game, much like. Uh, the, you know, it didn't look out to be that way against the Packers and Vikings, but ended up being a close game. Uh, same thing here, I think. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Jacksonville at Denver. Uh, Denver is favored by three and a half points, which I just think is the wrong line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think this is obvious betting money. I, I would put money on this yep. game if I could. Give me Jacksonville, especially if I'm getting three and a half points. Uh, I, yep. I, I, I don't know if I'm a believer in Minshew yet, but I just think this is the wrong line.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I totally agree. That's gonna, that was going to be one of the ones I, I had as uh, Seth's bets this week is going to be the the Jaguars in this one. I, I think that uh, I think that Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco, to be honest. And I think that they just have better weapons on offense, and they're a better defense. I just don't see where, other than being at home, I know Mile has a hard place to play, uh, but other than the home home advantage, I don't see the I don't see the Broncos winning this game. So give me the Jaguars straight up.
1: I dig it. Uh, the Cowboys and Saints is the Sunday night game. Of course, this was billed before Breeze went out, but still uh, potentially a very good game here. Dallas is favored by two and a half. I don't think that's enough. If I were setting this line, it might be more of like a touchdown spread. So mm-hmm. I definitely think the Cowboys are going to cover this. Uh, the Saints will keep it a good game, but if I'm only getting a field goal, then give me Dallas.
0: I agree. I agree. We, we have a lot of the similar ones. And to to be, I, I know I hadn't picked them before, but bef- uh, I, I am... I did pick these prior, just prior to us doing this, <laughs> so I'm not copying your picks, I swear. Um, so, yeah, give me the Cowboys on this one.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't blame I mean, my picks are the right ones, so I, I wouldn't blame you if you did copy me. That's, sure. that's quite right. <laughs> Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. I will not be watching this game, uh, but no? some people might. The Steelers are hosting the Bengals, both 0-3 teams. Uh, which must not have been expected when they scheduled this for Monday night. The Steelers are favored by four and a half points here. I, and I don't care who the Steelers are playing. I, I'm not. I, I'm taking the points. Uh, the Bengals, I think, at the very least, will keep this close. But I, I I'm, I would pick the Bengals to win this game straight up. And especially if I'm getting four and a half, uh, I, I want Cincinnati here.
0: You know, I, I'm actually going to go with the Steelers on this one. Um, I, I think at home, Hinesfield, another tough place to play. Uh, I think that... Another week for Mason. I don't think Mason Rudolph's a bad quarterback. I mean, you mentioned the numbers earlier. He threw two touchdowns, one pick first, first real start for him. Um, You know, I think, I think he's a fine quarterback. I think they have enough weapons on offense that, uh, that, that, that going against the Bengals, the Bengals to me are just an atrocious team. And uh, you know, while they can put up points, uh, I do think that there's enough talent on on the Steelers defense. Uh, you know they're going to put pressure on Dalton, and I think that's you know having a, a, a having the uh, the Watt brother uh, JJ Watt. No, what's what's the other brother? Uh, T J Watt. T J Watt. Fucking just name your kid's real names, Jesus. <laughs> um, um, I think you know put it, they they ha- that's the one thing they've been able to do this year is put pressure on on the quarterback. So and actually stop the run. They're pretty good at that this year too. So I think that. Um, the strength of the Bengals is trying to run the football and, and with having the, the bad offensive line, uh, a bad defense, uh, give me a, a little bit of a bounce back for the Steelers this week.
1: All right. Uh, I know uh, one of my good friends here is a Steelers fan and is just in just beside himself about how they've played this year. So for his sake, uh, I, I do hope they win on Monday night, but we'll see. So uh, those are our picks for uh, for Pigskin Pick'em this week. Uh, don't forget, you can join us in Pigskin Pick'em by hitting the link in the description box. Uh, put your picks up against us, and if you beat us, give you a shout-out, maybe a prize. I, I doubt you're going to beat me, but, um, but you might beat Seth, so that would be pretty cool. <laughs>
0: well, if they're beating me, they're probably beating you then. So.
1: Well, I don't know about all that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, those are our Pick'em picks, but uh, Seth is going to help you guys make some money. Uh, let's get into Seth's bets for the week. I want which that sounder doesn't make any fucking sense now but yeah. we're gonna keep it so
0: sure <laughs> uh, um so we'll recap last week um i had a, a pretty pedestrian week last week um i ended up ruining my at least 500 by betting on the fucking monday night game i knew i shouldn't have but uh, the bets i got i bet uh tennessee and jacksville on thursday night under 30 and a half po- 38 and a half points um, Detroit and Philly I felt really good about. I, I was very confident in that one and I was right. I bet the over 45 and a half and then I bet uh, Detroit had a five and a half uh, they, they had five and a half points and they ended up winning that game. so and then I bet on Monday night the Rams to win by four and a half and of course they did. Uh, I, I told you before that one that they better do it and they listened. <laughs> uh, what I did not get, Atlanta and Indianapolis uh, I, that was uh, I bet under 47 points. I just thought the defense would would come up good for Indianapolis did not. Um, I bet six and a half points for Buffalo to win by. Um, and here's this, actually. So I bet minus six and a half for Buffalo, minus 21 and a half for New England, and minus six for Baltimore, uh, for Casey, excuse me. And I had all of those in my, they were all ready to go until the last four minutes of each of those games. And then fucking shit went wrong in all those games. <laughs> and I lost all three of those. So fuck off all those teams. And then, and then on Monday and night, still I bet.
1: Won. They all still won, just didn't. Power. Yeah,
0: motherfuckers. <laughs> and then, uh, and then a Monday night, I bet under forty and a half points. And you know, we talked about the Bears decided they, you know, fucking wanted an offense for once, so um, they scored some points. So I uh, ended up this week. I in terms of money, I only lost five bucks, which was pretty nice. Um, but uh, in, in terms of the overall bets, I went four for uh, four for nine. So hopefully, a better week this upcoming week. For this week, we mentioned a few. Uh, you know, good bets. Um, I'll include some of the over unders. Probably won't touch the the Thursday night game this week. It just it, it to me, it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm, I'm the over unders 45, but at the same time, you know, with the way the defenses are playing, it could be close. So I just don't know exactly. That one's too risky. Uh, the Panthers and Texans. I do like. Like I mentioned, I kind of like the Panthers this week, but again, I'm just not totally certain. So I don't think I'll bet that one. Uh, the Browns and Ravens um the over under 46 on that one i kind of like the over for that one uh, i think that the ravens are going to be able to put up some points so might take the over on that one um and the minus seven for the ravens is also a bet i'm looking at doing as well uh the giants and redskins i i like that minus three for the giants i think i'm going to go with that one this week um dolphins chargers um i i know we talked about with with the pick 'em that you know we like the plus 16 but Again, that's so unpredictable at this point. The Chargers could, you know, they do have all the pieces on the offense. They just haven't been able to put it together. This could be the week that they do. So I'm not touching that one. Um, the Colts and Raiders. Um, uh, again, that one that one's a really tough one. You know, you could see it really going either way. But um, I think that I would go with the Raiders, the plus seven, just because the Colts have not... Um, again, one by more than three points. So I think, I think that one, that, that one I'll do, I'll do the plus seven on the Raiders over under is 45. I, you know, I'm not a, not a huge fan of that over under. I think it's, that's about perfect. I think for what it'll be. So, uh, lions and chiefs, um, yeah, this one's six and a half for the point spread. I think I might take the chiefs on that one, the, the minus six and a half. I, if they win, I think it's going to be by, t- by at least a touchdown. Um, the, the 54 is the over under, uh, again, that one I think is just right. Uh, Bills and Patriots, minus 7. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel pretty confident in that, in that the the Bills are going to keep it close and maybe, you know again, potentially squeak out a win, but in terms of putting money on it, I don't feel that confident.
1: Was, um, Tom Brady's cost a lot of people money. I don't know if yeah. I would be on the bad side right. of him.
0: And the over-under is 42, and I think with the way that both of these defenses are playing, if I were to bet on it, I'd probably, I probably might do the under, but Tom Brady can go off at any time, so that's just too risky for me. Uh, the, the Titans and Falcons. Um, the That one, I, I like the over-under on that one. I, it's 45.5. I kind of like the under on that one, uh, just because of the way that the Titans play defense and the Falcons haven't looked great on offense. Uh, Rams and Bucks, Uh Again, that, that minus that 9.5, I feel pretty good about that one. I think I might go with that one. The over-under is 50.5 uh, points. Uh, yeah not gonna touch that one um Cardinal uh cardinals and Seahawks uh again i think i think that one with the the, the minus four and a half i like that for the Seahawks uh, I, I think I might go with that as a bet this week uh Vikings bears not touching that uh Jaguars and Broncos this one I really like again we talked about earlier i think that is a straight up let's go with the Jaguars as a win the plus three uh the over under on that one too um I, it's 38 and a half. I still might go the under on that one. These are two defenses, uh, two offenses that aren't that great. Um, I might go, th- I might do th- all three on that one, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. And then the, the Saints and Cowboys, uh, nothing there that I really like for betting-wise. Over under 47, I think that's about right. Uh, the, the minus three for the Cowboys, it just makes me a little nervous with that. So not doing that. And then finally Steelers-Bengals, uh, minus four and a half for don't really feel confident either way in that. Over-under is 43 and a half. Again, don't feel confident on that, so I'm not touching that game.
1: I like it. Uh, if you want to make some cash or just lose five bucks, then uh, <laughs> then listen to my boy Chef over here.
0: <laughs> lit, 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 lit,
1: lit. You all right. Well, as you all know, with Cess Picks, uh, we are nearing the end of the show. Uh, but before we go, we got to leave you with just one more thing. But I'm down to thing my my one more thing was was just gonna be me continuing to rant about the browns um but uh i'll just continue something that we were talking about last week where the landscape of quarterbacks in the nfl is continuing to change and now we're seeing guys like daniel jones and i can't remember the white guy's name from carolina Um, (laughs) kyle allen yeah kyle allen come in and with those sound like the two whitest guys i've ever heard of um but <laughs> these them and jared allen <laughs> um we got these these young guys coming in and they're not even from big college programs um mm-hmm. but they're just they're gifted athletes uh they're smart and they're in positions where they are able to win they're not as talented as maybe kyler murray but they've got um they've got a team around them that can help them win i think this is a league that it, in the past, you know, you had to sit a guy for a year and then like four or five years in it would click in for a quarterback, but we're seeing it happen a lot faster and that's really exciting. So I'm loving what I'm seeing out of these young quarterbacks, putting up some serious numbers and I can't wait to see more of it as the year goes on.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I was thinking about that too and that's kind of what mine is also around here with the one more thing. Um, you know, it, it's cool seeing this this landscape because, it, you know, some people in, in years past, you look at the, the you can point to a team and say who's their quarterback and oh you know the the casual NFL fan is gonna know uh, now right now it's just kind of the landscape of it all a lot of new quarterbacks a lot of young players um you know that's kind of hard to do so you know if, if you ask someone who the, the quarterback of the Panthers is right now they'd probably still say Cam Newton but they wouldn't know who Kyle Allen is uh, a couple of Allens as quarterbacks too Kyle and and uh, and uh, Josh that's kind of interesting um Actually, Kyle Allen too. Real I, I quick, I think
1: I said Jared Allen a second ago. You did. That's, that's but, a different guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, uh, Kyle Allen and Kyle Allen actually beat out um, Kyler Murray for the starting gig. I, I think at A and M where they played prior to Ky- uh, Kyler Murray going. They both transferred out <laughs> of A and M, but I, I believe he beat him out for the for a job. It might A and M or Tech. Uh, I think Tech was where uh, Mahomes went. Yeah. So. Now, I could be flipping those, but either way, just interesting little things. It's weird how you see these quarterbacks kind of bouncing around different schools and end up being big. My one more thing though does revolve around the Panthers, and it's Cam Newton. I was thinking about Cam Newton and kind of where where he stands because there there is a legitimate shot with the injuries he has and how he's been playing the last few years. That if Kyle Allen plays well and leads this team to go, to, you know, compete for a a playoff spot. That Cam Newton may not start for the for the Panthers again, and especially with his health, uh, with, he has a Lis Frank injury, which is a is a tough uh, foot injury uh, to to uh, come back healthy from uh, in a short period of time like like they want him to. Uh, again, he's had shoulder injuries in the past, and he's had other uh, leg and and foot injuries. Um, we don't know how he's going to turn out. And if you look at Cam Newton, he had that one really great season where they went fifteen to one. He was the MVP and all that stuff. Other than that season. Can you really point to Cam being a great quarterback? I don't know if you can.
1: Uh, no, pretty pedestrian he, numbers,
0: right? Pedestrian numbers. Um, they've, they've. Uh, I know the first few years of his career, they kind of they 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 were a team that missed the playoffs, and then you know he started to pick it up, and they were they were a wild card team and division winning team, but um, they were never a team that coming into the year, other than that one year after they made the Super Bowl that you could point to as a, as a top NFC team, they always disappointed. They would always lose in the first round of the playoffs or just completely miss the playoffs. Uh, and, and cam has never been a great thrower. He's been, he, you, you can say all you want uh, about him on the ground. He's probably the best running quarterback of all time. He's maybe even the best athlete at quarterback of all time. Uh, if you just look at it, but he is, he is, like you said, a pedestrian thrower, and not really a great leader you know he, he's not someone who who is winning games on his own uh that that really like patrick mahomes is winning these games on his own mm-hmm. uh he he's doing he's doing some amazing things but cam newton who a lot of people you know a, a year ago or two years ago would have said uh is probably the best athlete at quarterback and is, and and is you know he's the he's the quintessential uh quintessential athletic quarterback and now that's patrick mahomes if you compare the two, I think Patrick Mahomes has already surpassed him in just a couple years. Honestly, I he's 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 one he's more more consistent. He's won more uh, meaningful games. I mean, he, he I know that he Cam Newton won the NFC Championship one year, but what what Patrick Mahomes is doing with probably less talent is more impressive. I, I think Cam has always had talent around him on the offense. It's just he's never been able to consistently do it and for me cam newton even though he won an mvp one season i think he's always been an overrated quarterback in in my eyes
1: yeah i have to agree with you on this and i'm not going to be surprised if he's finished with the panthers at this point i I, if i had to bet money i would say he plays again in this league and and will start again whether it's with the panthers or with another team because if i'm another team and i it's proven that he's healthy and you know, I'm I'm a team that that really doesn't have another option. Uh, I I could sign him for a year contract on a relatively cheap basis. You know to, you know one of the lower tier. Maybe if Flacco leaves Denver next year, um, mm-hmm. you know something like that. I could see him finding his way to another team. But yeah, if Allen plays well, I, I won't be surprised at all if they move on from Cam because he's just not he's not been great. Frankly, I I agree with you completely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we got uh, a lot of quarterback talk this week for one more thing. But well, I'm down to one, one, more, one more thing. All right, guys, that's it for this week's edition of the SoCo Sports Show. As always, uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and on our new page on anchor.fm slash the SoCo show. Uh, from that page, you can, you can see all the different platforms uh, where you can find our podcast. And. Uh, you can support our podcast if you like. Uh, chuck us a buck a month. Uh, be a lot of help for us, so we appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, but uh, that's it for this week. Of course, uh, next Thursday will be another episode of the SoCo Show. Next Friday, another episode of the Sports Show. So uh, good luck on those bets and on your fantasy teams. And uh, as always, we will see you next week.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And boom goes the dynamite.